The Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus prayed, I not only ask on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their words, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent them. You have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one. I have in, I have in them and you, so that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and love me even as you've loved me. Father, I desire that these also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundations of the world. Gracious Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. So when I offered to do a temple talk at church, I hadn't had a direction or a message in mind until something very unexpected happened to me last week. Recently, I've been doing a lot of running around to help others, as well as my usual errands and appointments. Last Tuesday, I had to drop Jerry off at work at 8 a.m. I needed to get blood work done for my annual exam. And our grandson, who had had COVID for the third time, needed some medica medication. His mom's car had died, and they were still quarantining. So I offered to help her up. So I ran up to Rochester to get her the medication for Colin. It is now well after 9 a.m. Because I hadn't eaten breakfast, I was really hungry. I decided to stop at Dunkin' Donuts for coffee and a breakfast sandwich. The first Dunkin' Donuts I went to was close by, but it was way too busy and I did not want to wait. So I decided to go to the one further down Route 108. I was a bit irritated by now and getting hungrier by the minute. Success! There were only a few cars in line when I arrived. Now the car in front of me wasn't moving up when they should have, and I was getting even more irritated. The passenger happened to get out of the car, went to the back of their car, and then got back in. I thought that was very odd. It added to my irritation. Once I got to the window, the clerk took my card and returned it to me. She said that she didn't charge anything on my card because the people in the car in front of me had paid for my breakfast. Wow. Wow, I was right. I was so surprised and pleased, but then I felt bad because I had gotten so irritated with them. I sent them a good well wish and thanked them even though they had already left. This event immediately reminded me of the book, Silver Boxes, A Gift of Encouragement, 
by Florence Littauer, one of my favorite Christian authors. Her book and message are based on the Bible verse Ephesians 4.29. The version that she shared is a little different than the one I shared with Molly, but it was let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Bingo. That was my message that I was to share with you today. When I used to do children's stories at my pre previous church in Newmarket, I always had something happen or cross my path that provided me with the topic for my next story. God has always provided me with what I've needed, including messages to share. In her book, she shared that she was visiting a church and knowing that she had often spoke to groups about her other books, she had been asked to do a children's story. But she didn't have time to really prepare, so she chose to, to tell the children about the verse, Ephesians 4.29, that she had been spending time with her sons at home with. When she asked the children what this message meant, the responses of the children were precious. These responses assured her that they understood the message Paul was trying to give to the people of Ephesus. One little boy said it was like a building a tower and each block was a good word, but then he said it was not nice to knock them down. Then near the end, a little girl made an incredible observation. The verse meant that our words are always to be like little silver boxes with bows on top. What a wonderful visual to help remind us. That little girl's comment sparked Florence to write the book, Silver Boxes, The Gift of Encouragement. Her book helps us to understand the impact of our words and also the words that have been spoken to us. When I decide to study a Bible verse, I like to think about three things. What does it say? What does it mean? And how does it apply to me today? To me, this verse is telling me that sometimes good people say things that can tear another down. I ask myself, why do I do that sometimes? Am I so angry that my anger flows into my actions? Am I so involved with my task at hand that I snap at someone when I'm interrupted instead of taking a moment to see what they needed? I often look at the context in which the verse was written to try to glean what it means. Paul had said these words to the people of Ephesus because the people of the church were saying unkind things to each other, even though he had been sharing Jesus' message of love and understanding. These followers appeared to not have heard or understood any of Jesus' words or works. Paul may have wondered why this was the case but decided to continue to share Jesus' message with them. How would he have known if this message had ever been received? Only time would tell. One thing I have learned about the truths in the Bible is that they apply to all mankind, no matter when or where we have lived. All of us who are well-meaning people have uttered words that did not build each other up. That is part of our humanness. We forget the words and the works of Jesus 
when we are angry, worried, tired, or overwhelmed. It's easy to do. When I find myself having knocked down someone's tower, I stop, I take a breath, I say a little prayer, and I try to build that person's tower back up as soon as I can. Then, of course, I wonder how this verse or message applies to me today. Even though it was written thousands of years ago to a different group of people, this message is just as important now as it was when it was originally written. I too often utter words that do not build others up because I am focused on my needs and not the needs of the other person. I know I will never be perfect with this, but that doesn't mean I can't strive to keep this verse in the forefront of my mind more often. One of Florence's message has stayed with me for over 30 years when I first read this book. While most of the book is about remembering to give out those silver boxes of encouragement as often as we can to build others up, she also talks about the times we may not be the best receiver of these boxes. Have you often felt yourself saying, no thank you for someone's help or offer for coffee or fellowship? Have you ever had a hard time accepting a compliment because you didn't feel worthy or deserving? When my first husband died, I had so many offers for help, but often refused them because I thought it was weak to accept all this help. I needed to be strong and to teach my boys to be strong, just like my parents taught me. Don't get me wrong, being strong has helped me through a lot of tough times. However, as Florence pointed out in her book, is that we all find joy when we give a silver box to someone. But is it right for us to take that joy away from someone else who is trying to give us a silver box? That message hit me really hard. How many times had I denied someone else the joy of giving me a gift because of pride or feeling undeserving? I'm still working on being a better receiver of silver boxes, just like that free breakfast a perfect stranger gifted to me last week. I would like to end my temple talk with a poem that was written by Michael Bright, but Florence Litauer decided to put in her book. Silver Boxes by Michael Bright. My words were harsh and hasty, and they came without a thought. Then I saw the pain and anguish that my bitter words had brought. Bitter words that I had spoken made me think back through the past of how many times I've uttered biting words whose pain would last. Then I wondered of the people I had hurt by the things I'd said, all the ones I'd discouraged when I didn't use my head. Then I thought about my own life, of painful words I'd heard, and of the times I'd been discouraged by a sharp or cruel word. And now clearly I remember all the things I might have done, but by a word I was discouraged, and they never were begun. So help my words be silver boxes, neatly wrapped up with a bow, that I give to all so freely, as through each day I gladly go. 
silver boxes full of treasure, precious gifts from above, that all the people I encounter might have a box of love. My hope for you is that you are blessed whenever you give or receive a silver box. Thank you for letting me share my message with you today. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.